Talk to my friend Drew. And Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative to this guy for wisdom. All right, let's just hit this uh, Supreme Court's forthcoming decision leaked documentation that shows that uh, the Supreme Court seems poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. Let's just do it. I hope you are as anxious to hear me weigh in on this topic, important topic of the day, inescapable topic. Everywhere you go, you see it in the news. It's all anyone's talking about. Well, I hope you're as anxious to hear me talk about it as I am anxious to tell you my thoughts. This is Drew Allen. Welcome to the Drew Allen Show. Oh, man. You know, the D.C. police there, they have brought in the riot squad in D.C. Why would they do that? You know, the New York Times, I saw a headline from them today. They, they said that these abortion advocates, well, they called them a bunch of demonstrators. They're just demonstrators. See, when the leftists go out there uh, and gather in these big gaggles like they do, to protest, well, they, well, they, you know, they're just demonstrators. They're not insurrectionists. Certainly not insurrectionists. Uh, mostly peaceful protesters when they're burning down buildings. But you know, the New York Times calls them demonstrators. So why the heck are the D.C. police bringing in the riot squad? I mean, has anyone caught spotted any uh, any feds in the crowd? By the way, telling these abortion activists, this crowd of abortionists, to charge the Supreme Court building. Any 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 any, any feds out there? Oh, they're not going with the insurrection narrative there, I see. Is that, what you're, is that what you're thinking out there? Well, what the heck are the riot police doing there? I mean, these abortionists are peaceful, aren't they? I mean, they wouldn't get violent. No, 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 they don't stand for violence, unless they're dealing with unborn children, of course. Then, 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 then all, uh, uh, all bets are off, right? That's not violence, by the way, um, according to the most extreme abortion advocates out there. I mean, it's just a clump of cells, right? Even after it comes out of the womb for some of these people, it's it's only a baby if they want to have the baby. If they don't want to get pregnant, if they didn't intend to get pregnant, well, then it's just a clump of cells and they are uh, free to kill it if they want. I, I got it. I know how these people think. There we go. Um, before I get in and weigh in on some other issues here, there's a couple things to talk about. Obviously, there's the way this went down, the collusion. Um... The way the media and the Democratic Party and this leaker, I'll tell you uh, what the theory is, what, what's being said about who that might be, but they're, they're a clerk in the Supreme Court, obviously, because they leaked uh, the document. But we got that, and we got to address Roe v. Wade, just pragmatically, pragmatically. I'm not going to outrage anybody, even if, even if you are pro-abortion out there, we're just going to hit this factually in many ways, too, and then we'll have my opinion, obviously, because that's why you come here. You know, you can, you can read all day, but... You can't get Drew uh, in such a way. So I I just want to tee off here. Let's play Elizabeth Warren. I want you to hear Elizabeth Warren. She is out there with amongst the protesters. She's uh, being helped. You know, someone is holding her arm as she walks to her vehicle. This is like Hillary Clinton circa 2016 when she couldn't make it up and down the stairs by herself. But she was, of course, healthy enough to lead the nation, much like Joe Biden. But I want you to hear her. She is uh, crazed, outraged. She is so angry by this. Never been angrier in her life. But I want to play that, and then I want to address some things that she says. Misinformation she puts out there. we got to censor Elizabeth Warren, all right? Jennifer, how, how are you feeling? I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what... The Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain no, as the law of the children land. Children we need to do no, that. And we have a right. We've heard enough Oh boy, that is a senator. A senator in the United States of America. Does she sound rational to you? Does she, does she sound like she is fit of mind and body 
to be in our Congress, in the Senate, the chamber there? I, I don't know. She sounds a little, uh, a little emotional to me. She doesn't sound like she is uh, fit to serve, in my opinion. But th- there you go. How are you feeling, Senator? I've never seen you so angry, the person observes. And, and there you have This is what Republicans have been working toward this day for decades, plotting, cultivating. Okay. I just want I just want to start I want to start with that. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. Well, I mean, you know, the Democrats have been working, plotting, uh, I mean, for decades, obviously, to to radically transform this country from a capitalist society that gives everyone, without any kind of discrimination, uh, the best chance for success that exists. They have been cultivating a generation. Uh, well, generations now of young people who hate this country. Plotting, plotting, plotting. Look what they've been doing. Plotting to overturn the election results. Colluding. Trump-Russia collusion, 2016. What were the Democrats doing but plotting when they invented and fabricated the Steele dossier, fabricated a connection between Donald Trump and some bank in Russia, and then fed that to the intelligence community, fed that to the media, gave it to the New York Times, fed them the story, the lie, the myth. That's cultivating. And by the way, they just stuck, confirmed, nominated and confirmed a Supreme Court justice to replace Stephen Breyer, um, who can't say, I'm talking about Katanji Brown-Jackson, who can't say what a woman is, can't give a definition of that. She also doesn't believe in uh, natural rights. That means she doesn't believe in the Constitution. And, I mean, what else? Plotting, cultivating. I mean, this was a plot. This document was leaked. Look, the media was ready for this. I'll get into that in a minute. You know, these protesters, I mean, I'm sorry, these demonstrators, they just miraculously appeared, you know, like minutes, minutes after this document was leaked. They were ready to go. How did they know? How did they get there? Were were all these people just headed towards the Supreme Court when the news broke? And they got out of their car spontaneously and started uh, this non-insurrection. But she says something there too. Uh, well, 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 okay. Let, let, let's back up again. I want to get all of this because it's all important what she's saying. Well, me addressing what she's saying is, is important, rather. But she's saying, you know, that the, the Republicans have been cultivating the Supreme Court justices who would accomplish something that a majority... Uh, of this country doesn't want. And she quotes, this is uh, from CNN, I believe. She says that 69% of Americans want Roe v. Wade to remain the law of the land. Now, I guarantee you that's not true. I guarantee you 69% of the American people do not want that. That's a, a January CNN poll. And I think the number's closer, you know, I mean, it might be, it might be more than 50% of the population. It may very well be because for a long time, I mean, the Democrats, they have indoctrinated, ingrained in people's minds that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land, that it's constitutional. They have spread misinformation about it, about the ruling, and I'll address it and get to the bottom of that in a second. But I mean, since 1989, between 52% and 66% of U.S. adults have actually said they want Roe v. Wade to remain. Uh, that's according to polling conducted by Gallup. So that's not the CNN. CNN's saying 69%. Gallup uh, is saying between 52 and 66%. Uh, I, I, I mean, th- th- there's varying issues about this. The other thing is that what does abortion mean? You know, some people are okay with it up to 15 weeks. Uh, fewer people are okay with it, you know, up until birth, essentially. So there's a wide gamut here. And it doesn't take into, into consideration, of course, also, um, the myriad opinions uh, about when they think it's appropriate. Anyway, anyway, this is, this is, a, this is an issue, and we're going to get into this too, because Roe v. Wade is not a constitutional ruling. It's just not constitutional. Uh, I think Clarence Thomas said it best. Where in the Constitution? Point to me where in the Constitution uh, there exists abortion. It doesn't. It doesn't exist at all. Um, you know, abortion is a right as much as driving is a right. 
as much as drinking is a right. And that's to say that it's up to states to determine. There's 50 states. There's a lot of people in this country, over 300 million, who have different opinions about this. And it's a state's right, a state's issue. But the Democrats have always been authoritarian, and they're not content with states having rights. This has been their long fight and battle, too, to eradicate states' rights, to force every American in all 50 states, no matter what their background is, what their religion is, to do exactly and think exactly as the Democrats want them to. Um, but back to this polling about, about the people, 52 and 60%. So, so anyway, long story short, overturning Roe v. Wade doesn't abolish abortion. It sends it back to the states and makes it a state's rights issue, which is what it should be because it's not in the Constitution. And, you know, my opinion, if you want to know my opinion, is that abortion shouldn't be, should not be legal except in extreme cases. I, 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 and my reason and rationale for that, and I'm not condemning anyone who may have had an abortion. That's not my point. But abortion is being used as birth control. And the fact that abortion is easily accessible, that it's so common, that it's encouraged even, well, it changes our behavior, does it not? I mean, if, bor- if abortion was illegal, illegal, I'm saying, okay? If abortion was illegal, would there be more or less, fewer or more abortions? Think about that question for a minute. But my point is, if abortion was illegal, except in those extreme cases like rape, incest, so on and so forth, you know, the old Reagan doctrine position there, people would change their behavior. They wouldn't engage in the same types of practices that lead to pregnancy. They'd use protection, for example. They wouldn't, they'd think twice, they'd be more cautious. But, you know, abortion is used as this crutch. I mean, if you're sitting there in the moment, I'm in the moment, okay, things happen, you're not really thinking clearly, but in that moment, if you're not using protection and so on and so forth, you know, you, you might say, okay, well, if I do get pregnant, there's a way out. So in the back of your mind, you might go through that anyway or engage in it because you're, you, you know, what the heck, you can go and get an abortion. And that's my reason for opposing abortion, because it does devalue human life in the end. It removes responsibility also importantly, and it corrupts the mind. And to, to, to ask the question again, right, I just asked, if abortion was illegal, would there be fewer or more? Of course there would be fewer abortions. And that's not, I know, I know what leftists would say, well, if it's illegal and you can't do it, if, no, no. The point is, there would be fewer abortions because people wouldn't be engaging in irresponsible behavior that leads to it because they wouldn't be able to get abortions. I mean, we have things for this. We have all types of protections that the man can use, the woman can use. You have the morning after pill. People would pay attention to their bodies, all right? If drunk driving was legal, would there be more drunk driving or less? Let me ask that question. If drunk driving was legal, would there be more drunk driving or less? That's a worthy question. And I guess the other question is, should safe sex and responsibility, responsible practices, should that be encouraged or abortion encouraged? You can't promote abortion and promote responsibility. That's the reality. And as a a society, we make these determinations. We have laws that shape our society. Why is it illegal to have more than one wife, for example? Why is polygamy unlawful, illegal? Well, because what? We've gathered from human experience that the nuclear family is important. All of mankind's history teaches that. And we know it's important because when we look at some of these communities out there, certain communities that don't have fathers, that don't have nuclear, nuclear families, that are notorious for having fathers that leave them and abandon them, well, what do you have? Are those children set up to be successful or fail? We know the answer to that. It's not, it doesn't have to be about race or anything like that. It's just practical. It's pragmatic. There's more crime. There's confusion. There's no role models. There's problems. People need a good mother and a good father. Now, obviously, 
Not every nuclear family has a good mother and father, but just because a family doesn't have a good mother and father, and there are examples out there where some child might even be an exception and have a good mother and father and grow up to make poor decisions or get in trouble, that doesn't mean you shouldn't strive for the nuclear family. But back to encouraging behavior. This is why the tax code rewards, encourages marriage. A dedicated relationship. Because we want to encourage it. But that's the gold standard. You don't throw it out the window because some children go off the deep end. Because in some cases you don't have good mothers and good fathers. I don't abandon my religious convictions and principles derived from my Judeo-Christian faith. Because some Christians are lousy. Are terrible. The faith isn't the problem, it's the people. People are corrupt. The individual that doesn't abide by it is the problem. Just like our Constitution. Our Constitution's not perfect, but we live in an imperfect world. And there are there some things we could change and improve upon, of course, like term limits, for example. But we don't need to throw out the Constitution because there are amoral politicians and citizens in this country. The Constitution isn't the problem in most of these cases. We're the problem. Amorality is the problem. But anyway, so she talks about, you know, Warren. I'm back to her again, right? She talks about how, uh, well, you know, they're, um, you know, they're, they're going to accomplish something, overturn something that a majority of the American people want. Well, at one point in time, a majority of Americans, uh, I suppose, thought that black people were not American citizens, that they didn't qualify as people. They were subhuman. The Constitution does not delineate and say, we the white people. It says, we the people. But a Supreme Court ruled, for example, in what? Dred Scott v. Sanderson, I believe it was. But the famous Dred Scott decision that, well, black people, you know, they didn't have rights because they weren't uh, people. They weren't American citizens. That wasn't a constitutional ruling. And this wasn't a constitutional ruling. There are others I can get into as well. But I want to get into this talking about well, you know, they're going to overturn something that a majority of the uh, people want. Well, I mean, who is she to talk about, you know, a group of individuals that have an opinion that the majority doesn't share? I mean, 62% of Americans object to biological males competing in women's sports. But what is the Biden administration doing? Are they protecting and defending women's sports? No, they still are planning to rewrite Title IX to permit biological males to compete in women's sports, and they're going to make it illegal to prevent it from happening. So obviously a clear majority of Americans, 62%, want to protect women's sports, but the Biden administration is determined to destroy women's sports. So much for representation, right? And how about mandatory COVID-19 vaccines for Americans? More than two-thirds throughout this pandemic, after the vaccines came out, more than two-thirds of Americans believed that getting the COVID-19 shot should be voluntary. But what did the Biden administration do and the Democrats fight for? Well, they wanted to make it mandatory. And they succeeded in the military. The Army's been discharging uh, soldiers that won't get vaccinated. And the only reason private sector employees didn't suffer similar discrimination is because the Supreme Court stepped in and voted, I think it was six to three, to strike down the OSHA Biden mandate that was going to require unvaccinated employees at businesses with 100 or more employees to wear a mask and subject themselves be subjected to weekly testing. I mean, how about critical race theory? A majority of Americans oppose, have a negative view of critical race theory. But the Biden administration, this news just broke the other day, that they actually actively encouraged states, are you ready, to use COVID relief money to push critical race theory in schools. COVID relief money to push critical race theory. And don't forget what happened in Virginia. That state went from dark blue to bright red, and uh, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican gubernatorial candidate, well, he was elected governor, and much of his campaign was built around opposition to CRT. So I don't want to hear this. And frankly, it doesn't matter... When it comes to the Constitution, what a majority wants. If a majority of Americans decide that we don't have a Second Amendment right, that doesn't mean they can take away the Second Amendment. If a majority of Americans decided that we didn't have a right to free speech, we are protected. It's the Bill of Rights. It's a natural right. No one can touch it. It doesn't matter what the opinion is in that particular matter. 
Uh, but anyway, now I, I want to play some more misinformation here. This is uh, misinformation. We're probably going to come back to a lot of these things, by the way. I have a lot to say about this, um, and we're going to get through it all. But now I want to play a clip of somebody on MSNBC reacting to, well, it's another meltdown, right? Another overreaction uh, and, and misinformation about what this striking down potentially of Roe v. Wade actually means for the country. But her name, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Yamish Alcindor. She's on MSNBC. Let's go. That she'll always be able to get an abortion because she'll be able to fly to one of what they're calling the 13 safe states, places that might continue to have abortion, mm-hmm. like California or New York. But for a lot of vulnerable women, women who are poor, women who are women, women of color, they will be forced to have um, pregnancies that they cannot afford to terminate and pregnancies that will then turn into children. Poor people are going to be forced to have pregnancies that they can't afford? This is what I'm talking about. Do you know Do you know what the, uh, the best form of birth control is? It's not having sex. It's not having sex. Nobody's forcing anybody to, have, to engage in sexual behavior and practices irresponsibly that lead to pregnancy. No one's forcing that. Act responsibly. I'm tired of this argument time and time again. I mean, this is, this is a, for me, you know, when I react this way, it's because this is a, this is indicative of a broader conversation that I like to have and think we need to have in America, which is this victim class, helpless people, people that don't want to take responsibility for their actions, like the Democratic Party. They don't take responsibility for their policies that are destroying the country. They won't take responsibility for soaring gas prices. They won't take responsibility for inflation, even though we know that their policies are directly responsible. So this is my issue. But here she is. Oh, these people are going to be for No, they're not going to be forced to have pregnancies. To, I mean, are these women being forced to have unprotected sex? Nobody's forcing them to do that. I mean, give me a break. So, so we have that. That's what's going out there on MSNBC. And lost in this argument every time is that no one is banning abortion. Certain states are free to make their own laws that are consistent with what they believe in with regard to abortion. People have different opinions. And most of these red states even, most of them are not banning abortions. They're saying, okay, 15 weeks, the heartbeat heartbeat ban. So you have 15 weeks to get an abortion. No one's stopping you. Get an abortion before 15 weeks is what they're saying. But that's outlandish. I mean, how about some of these states that want to propose partial birth abortions? You know, going into your second, third trimester even. And just, I don't even want to say it, you know. And this is a big business too, we can't forget. Planned Parenthood, selling fetal parts, so on and so forth. I mean, it's really, really a perverted enterprise, what this has become, the abortion industry. It's about more than what they say about the right to choose. That, 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 that's not even the half of it. You know, it's in many cases, it's like these teachers' unions who oppose the voucher system that would give underprivileged children access to better schools, but teachers' unions oppose it because they don't want to lose money. They're the ones teaching in these crappy schools. They don't want to lose their funding, lose their jobs. It's a corrupt enterprise. All right. So Roe v. Wade, let's just get this out of the way. It was never constitutional. All right? It was as constitutional as Dred Scott v. Sanford. That was the Supreme Court decision that held that African Americans, whether free men or slaves, could not be considered American citizens. You had Korematsu, v. the United States. This is a Supreme Court decision in which the Supreme Court during World War II upheld the internment of Japanese Americans, saying that the need to protect against espionage outweighed the individual, right, individual rights of American citizens. I mean, this is, this is like China-style, what we did in World War II. It's egregious. Egregious what we did. But that was the law of the land. Blacks weren't people. Weren't, weren't 
you know, American citizens. That was the law of the land based on a decision from the Supreme Court. Just because the Supreme Court rules doesn't mean that it's constitutional. They get these things wrong throughout our history because they are imperfect. What's interesting to me about what happened here with the leaking of this, of course, the purpose of a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court is to protect Supreme Court justices from political pressures. They're not running for office. They're supposed to be shielded. But of course, what are the Democrats doing? By leaking this and creating this outrage right now, they're trying to put pressure on the Supreme Court to change their opinion. And that's what, they go through these drafts, right? Before they're finally ready to issue their official ruling because these things stand the test of time. There's a lot of cranial work that goes into this. And they don't want to get it wrong. They want to make sure that everything they they think about how this is going to be interpreted in the future. So there are drafts of this, just like writing a novel. You're taking things out. You're putting things in. Just like when we wrote the Constitution, compiled that, the Founding Fathers, you know, they argue, they debate until they get it right. And they try to make it as perfect as possible. So that's what's happening. So the idea that these individuals were going to change their opinion, it wasn't going to happen. I mean... And this is the thing, too. The Democrats and the media, this isn't shocking. Everyone's been expecting this decision anyway. So now they're just doing their usual tactics, trying to foment hatred, foment a bunch of activism, change the narrative. Meanwhile, by the way, the spotlight is completely off the Democratic Party, is it not? No talk of Joe Biden's corruption. No talk of Hunter Biden. No talk of inflation. No talk of... China, Russia, no talk of any of these things. Um, but the Democrats are going scorched earthed here. And this is nothing new. Now, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this, 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 is, this is small potatoes, what, what the reaction is going to be. But, you know, I mean, this could very well turn into, you know, another summer of love. I mean, we're right on schedule, right? What is what? Today's May 3rd. We're heading into summer soon. Well, BLM riots, right? Summer of love. Just in time. This could be BLM riots 2.0 pretty soon. And I think that's what the Democrats want. But I think things have changed in the climate in this country. I don't think... I don't think that uh, Republicans now, I don't think that conservatives, I don't think that that we are as weak-kneed as we have been in the past. You know, we're, we're ready to fight. We're riled up. We want to take back this country. We're outraged. And so, you know, the time for us sitting down and watching this country burn is over. We're not going to let this dictate our decisions. We're not going to let this keep us quiet. We're going to keep fighting. But this is a tried and true, predictable democratic tactic. I have a lesson to teach us here. You know, that what do they do? At time to time, they, they go big and they do it early. They do it right out of the gate. They make everyone react, but they make they try to make everyone scared to re- react in the way they don't want. I'll give you an example. 2020 election, right? So Trump. I mean, there, we, we, we knew what we know now. There was widespread election fraud. Things didn't add up. We wanted investigations. What do the Democrats want? No investigations. No conversation about how they had conducted themselves. I mean, we didn't learn until after Biden was in office about all of the voter fraud, right? We didn't learn about Zuckerberg spending hundreds of millions of dollars to influence the election results favorably for the Democrats. So they came out of the gate immediately, declared Joe Biden the winner, 81 million votes, and they said, what? Trump is trying to overturn the election results. They tried to shut us up, shut us up and shut us down. <clears throat> they said, pack it up, go home. Don't you dare question or investigate fraud. You're a racist, bigoted homophobe if you do. January 6th, what did they say? Oh, it's an insurrection. We got to get Trump. He did it. MAGA's a bunch of terrorists. Uh, question, but what about that fella who was, uh, you know, out there, the Fed ordering people to charge a capital? Who? Don't ask that. Shut up. How dare you ask that? Well, uh, another question. How come the police presence was, was so small? Shut up. Shut up. Well, okay, okay, but one more question. How come the doors were open and protesters were waved inside? 
welcomed by the, the, the people that were guarding the door, so to speak. How dare you shut up? This was the most dangerous day in American history, at least since the Civil War. Can, 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 question, could we see some like Democrat text messages? You're, you're asking about all the Republican text messages, but I want to see the Democrat text message, you know, to see if there was collusion. Shut up. No. Can we see the video footage, though, of the day? No, no, you can't see that either. COVID, same thing, right? It came from a wet market. Yeah, but a question. Wasn't there a lab nearby that was actually doing coronavirus research with bats? That's a conspiracy theory. You can't say that. You're a a lunatic, crazy, misinformation. Uh, but but Fauci, um, you know, uh, another question. Fauci here, he he helped fund it. Shut up! Fauci's a national treasure, an esteemed scientist and doctor who has been working for fifty years, fifty years on the HIV vaccine. Oh, he's been working that long on the HIV. Va- well, wh- where is it? Shut up! He's brilliant. He's the highest paid employee in the federal government. But you know, where I'm going with this, right? Hunter Biden laptop disinformation. They try and get out there uh, 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 ahead of the story. Now, doubtless, this is an operate. This is the serious part. We need to get serious for a second. I'm going to get serious for a second. This was an operation carried out by the Democratic Party. Now, this is how they operate. This is how they work. And this is frightening. Look, the Democrat for the Democrats, right? The uh, ends justifies the means. So there's nothing they're not willing to do. Um, they do not care about the Constitution. They don't. I'll get into all that in a minute. But but this was a hit job. This was, I mean, look, you have this leaked and you have the media all ready to go, right? And I work in this industry making the media, so I understand how this works. Um, you, the, the Democrats knew in advance and the media knew in advance that this leak was coming. I mean, it takes time to write these articles. It takes time to book people on TV to talk about these things. It takes time to organize and orchestrate your show if it's on TV, radio, and so on and so forth. Well, TV specifically. Um, For Democrats to come out and issue statements about things. I mean, they knew this was happening, and they were planning on it. And Republicans out there, of course, are claiming that the leak of this uh, draft ruling is meant to intimidate justice. No doubt. It's absolutely meant to intimidate justices. But uh, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for uh, Taylor Lorenz. You know that Washington Post writer, the one who doxed the uh, libs of TikTok account holder, right? She released her address. She went to her family's homes, knocked on the doors to intimidate her. Well, is she going to dox these originalist, originalist justices? the majority that's ready to uh, strike down Roe v. Wade, is she going to go to their family homes, publish their home addresses? Well, I mean, we already know where they work, right? They work at the Supreme Court, so we got that day. She doesn't need to do that work. But, um, but these protesters, they were mobilized immediately. Immediately. As a matter of fact, according to Fox 5 DC, protests broke out at the Supreme Court building within minutes, minutes of the initial leak Monday evening. So this leaked Monday evening, and within minutes, protesters, abortion activists were there to protest. D.C. police also, they activated their units to respond to potential, they say, First Amendment activity. I mean, look at this. You know know what I was thinking about, too, with all all these protests going on? Ashley Babbitt, right? She was shot and killed, murdered, I would say. By Michael Byrd, that Capitol Police officer. She was an unarmed female uh, who they claim, you know, was trying to break into the Capitol, whatever. Unarmed female, shot dead. And that guy was brought on TV and heralded as a hero. I'm not wishing this. I just want to make a point, okay? If one of these abortion activists, these leftists out there, uh, was unarmed, say it's a female... Doesn't have to be, but let, you know, let's say some unarmed female abortion activist uh, was shot trying to enter the Supreme Court building by DC riot police. Do you think that person w- would be heralded as a hero, or or would that not be the narrative? You know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. This this is this is the craziness about the leftist media, their lack of principle, their lack of real compassion, and. 
you know, this leak, it reminds me of what they did to Justice Breyer, right? Remember, they, they, they wanted to force his retirement. He wasn't ready to retire. He had talked about retirement. He knew it was coming, but he wanted to finish out the session. He wanted to finish the year, but Democrats, they wanted to get somebody in there before they lost the Senate in the midterms. Because even then, they knew this was probably going to come. And my point is, they'll do anything for power, even destroy their own, Justice Breyer in this case. Leak his retirement to force his hand. It's all manipulation. So you got prof- professional protesters here. <clears throat> um, and they'll say, you know, even if, if this got violent, they would say what? That their cause is just. Their cause is noble. Um, but here's some of the hysteria from Nancy Pelosi. She says in response to this leak, well, she doesn't condemn. You'll notice the Democrats don't have any condemnation about the leaker. They're just happy to have it. It's like it's like that uh, Colonel Vindman who leaked the Trump phone call, reported the Trump phone call with Zelensky, the fake Trump quid pro quo phone call that didn't happen. Well, he was celebrated too. So they, they I mean, they'll they'll celebrate this person when the identity is learned, and we will learn the identity. We may know now, but I can't confirm it. But here's what Nancy Pelosi said. The Republican-appointed justices reported votes to overturn Roe v. Wade would go down as an abomination, one of the worst and most damaging decisions in modern history. Uh, I guess that was Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. That was a joint statement they released. Uh, You know, I I guess I'll tell you, the, the, the reported leaker... Um, they're pointing the finger at a, a clerk for Justice uh, Sonia Sotomayor named Amit Jain, or Jain, I don't know how to pronounce it. <clears throat> so that's the culprit. It has been confirmed for sure, unless it's happening right now while I'm speaking, but I'm not going to go on look at the news right now. Um, so we have a Democrat activist, an operative in the Supreme Court, which is dangerous, leaking out these confidential I mean this is the thing you know this is the this is what I'm saying the Supreme Court has no term limits it's lifetime appointments to insulate them from political pressure but the Democrats are now trying to put political pressure on them to change their opinion by leaking this document colluding with the media getting these activists there to drive this narrative and scare them scare them and Biden came out and he said uh here's his statement on this The idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think, goes way overboard. That's misinformation. That's not what this does. This judgment from the Supreme Court gives the states the right to determine their own abortion laws. If Alabama wants to ban abortions, they're free to do it. If Newsom in California wants to make a law that allows you to terminate the child, at, I don't know, 36, 40 weeks, he can do it. It's amoral and it's perverse and it's sick and I won't stand for it. But the states are free to do that. So this is the life, and this is why I think the the percentage, because most Americans believe that, one, they believe the falsehood that Roe v. Wade is constitutional. The law, it's not, it never was constitutional. People just say Roe v. Wade gives people the, uh, the right to abort. That's not true. States get to make their own laws determining whether you can have an abortion or not. And they can make it 15 weeks, 30 weeks, whatever they want to do. That's a discussion for the states. So this idea that Roe v. Wade is the only thing that permits abortion is not true. Striking this down just means that states can determine their own laws. It means that all 50 states don't have to allow abortions if they don't want. So anyway, here's here's my favorite. Uh, Several of these conservative justices who are in no way accountable to the American people have lied to the U.S. Senate, ripped up the Constitution, and defiled both precedent and the Supreme Court's reputation, all at the expense of tens of millions of women who could soon be stripped of their bodily autonomy and the constitutional rights they've relied on for half a century. Relied upon, I mean, this, anyway, I mean, th- this is the party, by the way, the Democrat party, that wants to pack the Supreme Court. 
They're the ones that want to rip up the Constitution, are ripping up the Constitution. I mean, this is the party that just established a misinformation governance board to eradicate the First Amendment. This is the party, the Democrat Party, that just nominated and confirmed Katanji Brown-Jackson to replace Breyer, a justice, Katanji that is, who doesn't believe in unalienable rights and cannot answer the question, what is a woman? This is the party that engaged in a coup attempt to unseat a duly elected president. That would be Trump. Ripped up the Constitution? Ripped up the con. How about when the Biden administration attempted to use OSHA to enforce its unconstitutional vaccine mandates in the private sector? Or how about the Biden administration using the CDC to enforce mask mandates and try and extend the wearing of masks on public transportation? This was struck down as unconstitutional. All right, this is Drew Allen. I'll be right back. What this comes down to is the midterm elections. Everything, as I've been saying for, well, weeks and weeks, if not months and months, is that the Democrats were desperately searching for a campaign issue to mobilize their base and try and get people back on the Democrat Party side to give them a cause, uh, you know, and a reason to show up for the Democrats again because, the, you know, the party is hemorrhaging support from young voters, minority voters, and so on and so forth, their reliable base. And so this is, uh, this is about sending a message that only by in- increasing Democrat majorities in the House and Senate. Uh, can the Democrats restore Roe v. Wade, all right? Because Biden's come out, and they're trying to promote legislation. Now, I, let, me, let me tell you what this is. I had another story to get into. Let me just jump to it, though. So the, the, the Democrats, um, you know, they're saying, okay, the only way to deal with this and restore Roe v. Wade is to have Congress pass legislation that's going to basically enshrine the right to choose but the problem is, so they're trying to do this, but, they, they, you know, it's, it's, they have the filibuster in the Senate right now, right? So you need 60 votes to pass legislation. And they don't have the votes to end the filibuster for abortion protections. And here's the kicker. It's Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema again. I got to say, I really do admire them, at least on the fact that they're standing with their principle, which is they've always said they're not going to get rid of the filibuster. They've drawn that line in the sand, and so they're still sticking to it. Now, now, Kristen Cinema is, is an abortion advocate, by the way. So for her to say, to, to basically denounce this Democratic Party mentality, the authoritarian mentality that the ends justifies the means, well, she's saying, no, I'm not going to get rid of it. Now, Joe Manchin, um, so, so Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, Kirsten Cinema. So they said today that they're going to uphold the filibuster even in the wake of the leaked draft decision from the U.S. Supreme Court on overturning Roe v. Wade. So they're denying the Democrats the necessary votes to protect abortion rights. Manchin told reporters the filibuster is a protection of democracy. Oh, man, he hit him in the face with that one, didn't he? I mean, the Democrats, they say what? Everything they're doing is to protect and defend democracy, right? Joe Manchin, a Democrat, is saying he's protecting democracy by preventing the Democrats from getting rid of the filibuster. Manchin is preventing the Democrats from codifying abortion. And so they're sticking to their guns. I mean, at least they're, they're consistent here. I do like that. Um, I'm going to get back and we're going to finish out with the abortion stuff here. But there's one other story that I want to I want to put in here before I forget it and don't get to it because it's going to tie into this. So, you know, the Democrats are talking about Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Chuck U. Schumer talking about, you know, we're, we are Republicans are ripping up the Constitution. Here's a headline from American Military News. The CDC tracked 20 plus million U.S. phones to monitor covid lockdown compliance says a new report. Now, this was a Freedom of Information Act request that got us this data, but we didn't know this throughout the pandemic, right? Oh, it was a bunch of conspiracy theory, you know, that they would, 
abuse this information, and so on and so forth. But here's the gist of what happened. So the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, right, this militant arm of the left now, to circumvent the Constitution. That's, by the way, what the Democrats are doing more and more. They're relying on unelected bureaucrats and bureaucracies to do that which the Constitution forbids, constrains them from doing themselves. So they use the CDC, for example, to do the mask mandate. They tried to use the CDC. Remember when Joe Biden tried to use the CDC to extend the eviction uh, moratorium ban or whatever? And he even admitted, you know, hey, I know this isn't going to pass constitutional muster, but we're going to try anyway because it'll buy us a little time. So they're increasingly depending on unelected bureaucracies. The latest example is the establishment of their ministry of truth, right? They want to get rid of the First Amendment by establishing some new unelected bureaucracy within the Department of Homeland Security to censor Americans. But anyway, so the CDC throughout the pandemic, so they actually, so they used the pandemic, the threat of, you know, illness and death and disease, to justify their purchase of, of this vast trove of cell phone data that they're collecting from the phones of 20 plus million Americans. And they did it, to, they said, to monitor overall compliance with COVID-19 lockdown orders throughout the country. This is, this is Orwellian in itself. This is what China does. Social credit scores, all that. The Democrats are not beyond that. That's what they're pushing for, but they're doing it quietly, quietly. So the CDC actually used our taxpayer dollars. They paid this company called SafeGraph $420,000 to give the CDC access to one year of data. So they spent nearly half a million of your dollars and mine to spy on us. And in this document describing their data procurement plan, the CDC's data procurement plan, they wrote this is an urgent COVID-19 procurement request. And this CDC called for data to monitor visiting K-12 through schools, pharmacies, grocery stores. Another part of this request states that the agency planned to research points of interest for physical activity and chronic disease prevention, such as visits to parks, gyms, or weight management businesses. So they were monitoring us all the time. 20 plus million cell phones they were monitoring. And of course, they justified it. It's for health. It's for science. This is what totalitarians do, by the way. They can justify anything. And this is exactly what the media and Democrats are doing. I want you to pay attention to what the narrative's been lately and will continue to be. Every story, every reaction from the left has a built-in call or demand for authoritarianism. I'll give you some examples. Twitter, right? Musk buys Twitter. And the Democrats are hysterical, outraged that what? A billionaire that's not Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, not one of their billionaires, that Musk... Uh, someone who's not an avowed leftist, not an advocate of censorship, well, he dared buy and take this toy from them, this toy that they use to censor conservatives, bully conservatives, call Trump Hitler, Trump supporters Nazis, ban us from the platform, censor us. And they say, oh, this is dangerous. Free speech is dangerous. Free speech is tyranny, is what the left said. And they built up this narrative because Musk bought Twitter. It was a big headline. Now, most Americans don't even use Twitter. So it really wasn't about Twitter, this narrative. They were saying people are going to get hurt, people are going to die, disinformation is going to be spread, even though they're the proponents of disinformation. And so if Musk can buy Twitter, what's going to stop another rich free speech advocate from buying another platform and taking away their monopoly over the truth? Well, it's not a monopoly over the truth because they tell lies, but a monopoly over the, the discourse, the platforms where you can... Get your thoughts and ideas out there. So the reaction wasn't about Twitter. It was blown up because, remember, Twitter's irrelevant. They used it to stir up this fear about the free flow of disinformation, a world without leftist censorship, right? Because the, out, the left is outraged that you and I don't believe them anymore. Their propagandists don't have audiences anymore. They're not credible, and they've done it to themselves, and they don't control the news. Joe Rogan has a bigger audience than every leftist mouthpiece on every leftist network combined. Tucker Carlson, biggest cable show in the world. This is what the Twitter story was all about, building momentum, seizing a narrative, creating, fabricating a narrative that the left could then use 
to establish their ministry of truth, to justify, argue in favor of government control of free speech. That's what the Twitter story was about. Democrat control of what could be said and couldn't be said. Democrats seen, seizing, rather, the unconstitutional authority to determine what was deemed true and what was a lie. January 6th was the same thing, by the way. January 6th was nothing. One BLM terrorist did more damage in an hour of rioting, just pick your city out there, than every J6 protester combined over three hours of how, or however long that went on for. But the left contrived this J6 narrative. Insurrection. Um, and speaking of these contrived narratives, collusion, orchestration, I guarantee you, just like Clinton fed the New York Times its stories about Trump-Russia collusion, just like the leftist clerk and leaker working with the Democrats and the media to stir up this controversy about the SCOTUS decision, I mean, I, 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 this is why I say I want the emails and texts sent before January 6th from Democrats and the media. Where did the word insurrection come from? Where did the talking points come from? They were all on the same page. Everyone repeated it, parroted it, same thing. They were prepared for J6, just like the media was prepared for this leak. By the way, by the way, how is it that the riot police could be sent to address this spontaneous gathering of abortion protesters, abortion advocates, even though they showed up minutes after this document was leaked, the decision was leaked, but no police were brought in to address the known, publicly known, non-spontaneous, publicized gathering of protesters on January 6th. How can that be? How can that be? I'm just telling you, they planned this SCOTUS thing. They worked together on this. They had this story ready before the leak was announced. They had it teed up. So, that's what's going on here. More fake news, more misinformation intended to rally support for Democrats going into the midterms. If you don't vote for us, Roe v. Wade is gone forever. If you don't vote for us, poor people are going to be forced to give birth. If you don't vote for us, your constitutional right, that's a lie, that's not what it is, but that's what they say, your constitutional right to abortion will never come back. So we need more Supreme Court justices. We need more uh, Democrats in Congress because only with overwhelming majorities can we protect democracy. That's what I'm saying. Everything, every narrative, they're the good guys. Republicans evil, even though they're the ones behind it. But anyway, this is Drew Allen. Thank you for being with me again. God bless you all. And... Until next time.